With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Welcome in. Hope you're great. My man Rick Buecher is going to join us. Oh, James Harden doing the um, Kyler Murray, really, right? Scrubbing his social media pages so it doesn't say 76ers because it's like that. uh, What's it called? What's the the neuralizer? What is it? Remember Men in Black? I think it's Neuralizer Men in Black. Don't you wish that was a real thing where you could press it and it just like wipes everybody's memory? No PTSD, you got that thing, right? Wiped your memory. Because that's essentially what James Harden thinks he's doing. Are you a member of the Philadelphia 76ers? Press the Neuralizer like, I don't know what team I play for. Um, We'll get to that upcoming. We also have... uh, we have a Steph Curry list, which causes LeBron fans to freak out. But let's dig in here, okay? So, two coinciding stories. First, the breaking news, which is, you heard from Monsi Bolaños, Naeem Hines. I remember the Bills traded for him last year on the trade deadline to... Um, I would say invigorate because it wasn't a good running game that they needed to reinvigorate. Nobody ever invigorates. They only reinvigorate. Do you guys notice that? But they had to invigorate their run game more than just Josh Allen. So they bring in Naeem Himes. He was under contract for really this year, like a $1 million guarantee. And then next year, if they kept him, it would be about $5.5 million. And, um, well, he was jet skiing this weekend, which just got to point out, 
I don't know anybody who doesn't enjoy a good jet ski. I think uh, there's a uh, da- Daniel Tosh has a bit. So again, I'm quoting Daniel Tosh here. I didn't. I'm not smart enough or funny enough to come up with it. And I believe Jay Stu sent it to me like last week, and I saw it on social media as well. Which is Tosh has this great line: "Money can't buy you." They say money can't buy you happiness, but money can buy you a jet ski. And have you ever seen anybody not smiling on a jet ski? It's a great point. I think our answer is yes. I found somebody, Naeem Himes, who the story they want us to believe, and maybe it's true, is he was seated on a jet ski, which, by the way, isn't that a sea do? Technically, isn't the jet skis the one, the old school ones you stand up on? Like, I do feel like sea dos have become jet skis, and the old school stand up jet skis are no more. But that's like what the pros use, right? The pros use those stand up ones with like the levering. We may be getting way too much in the weeds, but most people know what I'm talking about. And I am insanely jealous of people who own their own jet skis. It's probably a total money loser, but the idea that you can go like, do you want to go jet ski? Yes, we can go right now. Instead of being this guy who you got to have friends with jet skis and those friends, no matter how bad a friend they are to you, you keep them in your friend Rolodex because they do have jet skis in a boat and a cool place to hang out. Right? Don't act like you're not that guy. Don't act like it for a second. Anyway, Naeem Himes, we're told, seating on a jet ski, somebody else runs into his knee with their jet skis, trashing his knee. He's out for the year. Okay, so I want you to take that story and just place it aside. Right? So, like, if you're making a big meal, right, you cut up all the different stuff, right? Okay, now you're going to get to the main course. Over the weekend... There was a Zoom call with a bunch of these running backs, most notably Josh Jacobs of the Raiders, um, Saquon Barkley of the Giants, and uh, who's uh, Tony, um, what's the... Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard of the Cowboys, amongst others. Now, when I hear group immediate emergency Zoom call, I'm brought back to the time of COVID. Right. Zoom call. The term Zoom call didn't exist. The company existed, but the term nobody said Zoom call before COVID. And do you guys remember that? And uh, before I could even get to what was accomplished or not accomplished. I'm just picturing somebody was muted who didn't want to be muted. Somebody's video was off. Probably for good reason, but maybe not. Right. There's definitely, I mean, who was the, who do we think was the first one in the room? Who organized it and set up all the emails? Yeah. Was there a waiting area? Who, yeah. yeah. Who was the last one waiting and ended up running late? Like, oh man, time zones. I got all screwed up on it. Cause that's what a zoom call is. And then people talking all over each other. And what was accomplished? Nothing. Well, Josh Jacobs is going home from, I'm going home from Las Vegas because I don't want to sign a, a, a franchise tender. Look, which you're allowed to do. Right? I I guest hosted the herd on, um, on Friday. And I, I gave this analogy, okay, but there's actually a better one. Um, so, do you ever walk up, this is a different analogy than Friday. You'll like this one, Jay Stu, I haven't run it by you. One of the most frustrating things in air travel is when you get to a gate 
And maybe it's closer than the 15 minutes, especially when you're connecting. A lot of people have been traveling this summer. Your flight's delayed. You land in Dallas and you're like in the A terminal and your next flight is out of the E terminal. And so you got to collect all your stuff. Somebody's got to let you off the plane. You finally get off. You sprint to those that escalator that takes you to the tram. Then you got to find the right stop on the tram. Then you get off the tram. Then you run down the escalator. Then you get to the gate. It's like 13 minutes before the flight. <laughs> and you see the plane still sitting there. And that door is closed. And you're like, can you open the door? Like, sir, we're sorry. FAA regulations, we can't open that door. Like, the plane is still there. Then you see some flight attendant, they scan their car, and they go through, and they walk down, and they get on the plane. Yo, they just got on, like, sir, we're sorry. Okay, I think that's what NFL running backs thought, is like, hey, they can open that door. They can fix it. Right? Like, Saquon Barkley. Hey, Saquon Barkley, mad after... The the Monday deadline. You read the CBA guidelines. You had all this time. You had from the day of the, the season ended until last Monday at 1 o'clock West Coast time, 4 o'clock East Coast time. This is not a case of going up to the gate and that door is closed. This is you go to the gate and the plane is gone. Dude, the plane is, do you still, look, the plane is not there. The, once the plane is there, is gone, there's nothing we can do. Yes, we all know that if they really want to, they can go like, oh, you are already checked in, I can find a way, your bags or whatever. They can do you a solid. The plane has actually left. This is like the train has left the station. It's not turning around. The, the analogy I used Friday was, this is going into your professor after the grades have already come out. And going like, hey, is there something I can do to get my grade up? They're like, this this would have been really good back before we put out our final grades. But I'm just picturing the Zoom call. Like, hey, what can we do? Can we can we find it? Can we unionize together? Like, no, it's not actually how it works. Like, we're members of the NFLPA. Okay, well, when's this collective bargaining agreement expire? Seven years from now. Literally, these guys who are talking about making a change will not be in the NFL when the new collective bargaining agreement is negotiated. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the strong likelihood is that what is the leverage point for the rest of the union? Because, again, this is they actually are super screwed. Let me explain. The way a union works is all of the members have to vote, right? And this is what's always, people have always gotten caught up in quarterback contracts, guaranteed money, blah, 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 okay? But the truth is what really matters to a union is the, what's called the rank and file, right? The dudes that you don't know, that you don't see. There's more of them than there are Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, right? That on any team... There are five starting linemen. There are likely to be nine linemen overall, right? And there's two to three quarterbacks. There's your ratio. So it's it's not like the Senate where there's two guys voting. It's true democracy. Everybody's got to vote in a union. 
So what's most important is minimum contracts. What's the floor of the salary cap, not the ceiling of the salary cap. Not guaranteed money for superstars who are making more money than they could ever possibly spend. It's how much guaranteed money for the rank and file there is. So you mean to tell me that the union in six years when they start renegotiating is sit there going to go, okay, we got three running backs, guys that are still well compensated, right? They're somewhere between the second and fourth to fifth highest paid, the starters, highest paid guy on a team. So we're going to care more about them. Remember, all the money in the salary cap, if a team saves money with a running back, they can spend it elsewhere. They have zero leverage point, except for Josh Jacobs to no-show. And here's the downside to no-showing. One, there's no reason that they can't discover another running back who's on the cheap. That's what happened with the Chiefs last year, right? Isaiah Pacheco is a seventh-round pick. He becomes their starting running back for the Super Bowl. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is like, why would we give you a second big contract after giving you a big contract for your first-round pick? So you're replaceable. And we all, this is, it's actually, there's a parallel to everybody's work, right? Don't you... I mean, it's one of those, I got a little Jay Leno in me where I never want to take a day off because I don't want, like, Monsi came in here with Dan Byer and they were awesome filling in. I don't want them to be better than me. Right? Because you go like, hey, well, we could we could pay Monsi and Dan less than paying you. And it's the same thing in anybody's business. Everybody fears that. That's very reasonable. Hey, okay. I'm not going to let that happen, by the way. Monsi's going to get the same money as you. The point is, Monty's sitting there pumping her fish. She's so funny. The 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 point is that the, the whole exercise is so ridiculous. Plus, look, I get you miss training camp and you you're not hurt. You're all fresh when you come when you get ready to start week one of the season. The problem with that is you're much more likely to sustain some sort of soft tissue injury. You haven't taken hits, and so it's going to beat you up more. You also can piss off your coaches if you don't know everything that's going on. And, oh, yeah, by the way, all of these teams, Cowboys, Raiders, Giants, they can sign you as a franchise taggy next year if you play this year and they want you back and you want a, a, a millions more than they w- they're willing to offer. And if they don't offer you a franchise tag, you're a free agent. And if you didn't have a great season because you sat out preseason and you came in and you got hurt or things don't go well, like you're not even going to make the $10 million that you're set to make next year. But I, everyone I know completely understands this. This is basic business, econ, 101. The NFL has evolved out of overpaying for running backs in their second contracts where they're more likely to get hurt. They're not as productive. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you can find three dudes to do the one guy's job. Do you want a great back when it's third and two and you got to get a first down? Yeah, of course. Of course. But at what price? It's just a balance. And the, again, the Naeem Himes is the perfect example, right? So they'll 
today, they'll probably go, okay, we need a running back. Who's on a roster? Can those guys fit it? Or do we want to bring in Leonard Fournette? Do we want to bring in Ezekiel Elliott? Do we want to go get Dalvin Cook? Are we worried about the Dalvin Cook off-the-field issues? And do you think for one second they're going to offer Dalvin Cook anything more than, you know, $4 or $5 million? He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have leverage. And once they start camp, you may he may be able to find a home, but not in a team that could win a Super Bowl. Naeem Himes will be replaced by the Buffalo Bills with somebody who makes somewhere in the neighborhood of the money he makes, which is only like $3 million this year. And if the guy plays well, he might get another deal or they might go another way next year. Which, of course, does a tremendous amount of damage to Tony Pollard, to Josh Jacobs, to Saquon Barkley. And we can sit here and go like, hey, look at Daniel Jones when he has Saquon Barkley. Remember, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley were both offered contract extensions. The Giants never dialed back their contract extension. It was like supposedly $12 million a year. He chose not to take it. Now he's on the franchise tag. But while we can point out how much better they are when Saquon Barkley runs for 100 yards, we could also go and say, hey, the Carolina Panthers trade away Christian McCaffrey and became better running the football. We can go back to the L.A. Rams winning a Super Bowl with a running one running back who tore his Achilles tendon to start the year was what, like a third or fourth round pick, and the other one was on the street and played on two other teams in the same season. So I, in the all-time boring, we've all been on boring, disastrous, why are we even talking about this? It's already done. Hey, fellas, the, the, it's not the boarding door that's closed. The plane has left the airport. It is in route or in route. Do you go route or route? I think it's in route. But is there really a difference other than which syllable you pronounce? And I, I got to think, that was the boringest, most redundant, everybody get on their soapbox and say how the world's not fair, that ends up with nothing to come out of it in the history of the NFL. And we can all relate to those boring-ass Zoom calls, which came into existence during COVID. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. So Jay Stu sent us these photos of what you have to hike holding on to metal chains in order to go up Half Dome. Um, okay, there's a couple things here. Uh, I think I'm most bothered by the idea that if somebody falls in front of me, it becomes like dominoes and we all fall down. Right. Yes. Right. Um, what I can't tell is like these pictures look like it's it almost straight up. But it no, can't, it, can't it be It definitely that. is. It's close to... The uh, what was it forty five degrees? What is what's, what's straight up? Four, four, Forty five degrees <laughs> yeah. would be at a at a slant. Ninety degrees. Ninety. Would be there like you go. Right yeah, angle. It's, it's as close to ninety as you can get it at some some parts. I and, would. And there's no a, tethering. They can't tether. You can't tether to the. Uh, I chair. would fly in a plane, Doug. Why? Before I'd ever do something like this. Why? Jason, why <laughs> are you, you really doing are this? scared to fly in a plane? No, I would fly in a plane before I did this. No, but you're really that afraid to fly. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I know you're not. A fan. There's a difference between not a fan of it. And afraid of it. Okay? So like yeah, valid, I guess. For people who follow the show, Ramos has told us it's been over twenty years since he's been on a on a plane. Right? So don't say you're not a fan like Yeah, okay. Like if, if I said, Hey John, I got you you and Suzanne round trip tickets to New York, go see the Yankees play, front row. Leaving tonight, could you get yourself on that plane? No. Okay, so you're scared to fly. Wow. It's okay. Like it's it's a it's a legit fear phobia, but you don't 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 undersell. Go like I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> right? I'm not a fan of the Giants. Would be right. a better way to say yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Kaplan joins us, Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider, co-host of Inside the Birds podcast. Uh, football season is upon us, right? Like camps yep. are starting to get underway. Did you any international travel for you? <laughs> not it well not international but yes my my tour starts this will be let's see my 18th started in 05 out west and i'm actually going to start out east with the giants and eagles and steelers and i'll be in la man i will be in la with the chargers rams and cowboys so you starting be, early next well, week the la the cowboys rams and 
and Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys, Rams, and Chargers are not in LA. That's that's the whole thing for people. Right, right I know. Right? I know. Like, people are like, oh, yeah. in LA. Like, well, I yeah. guess the Chargers are moving there eventually, but um, it's Costa Mesa, Irvine, and then Oxnard, which is all around LA, not yes. close to LA, but still. Let's let's start with the. So, here we are back with this running back conversation, which <laughs> yeah. they, had a, they had a Zoom yeah. call. Yeah. Um, what what it, what did they gain out of all getting together on a Zoom call and deciding to change their future? Well, what it is is, let's take the latter. They understand that they don't have leverage here. The only thing they could create some leverage by not reporting. You know, the the guys are under the tag. The three running backs are left under the tag. They can't be fined because they're, they're, they haven't they haven't signed a contract. So they could wait to week ten. They know that. If they decide to forfeit just under $600,000 per week by not showing up during the season, uh, their season's over if they're not signed by week 10. So those guys don't have any real leverage other than to say, okay, I won't show up, but they lose a lot of money. Now they can hurt the football team if that's what they want to do, but they're exchanging ideas. And Austin Eckler, by the way, is under contract. He was really the one who spearheaded this. Uh, he got his contract slightly reworked. The only thing the Chargers did for him. Uh, was they gave him incentives, but he's criminally uh, underpaid. He is a special football player, super high character, but an unbelievable story as an undrafted free agent. But the Chargers knew they didn't have to do anything. Uh, they made him available for trade, uh, couldn't get it done. So he's still there. And they're, they're, guys are just exchanging ideas. But I thought Nick Chubb, who doesn't really speak a lot, by the way, who was on this call, spoke very well about it. Because, look, it, and he's a, he's a power back who's had a lot of carries. Let's say you have an unbelievable year, but you get a lot of carries. Well, the team is going to say, okay, you did a great job, but we're worried about your, your long-term viability for how long are you going to last. So, Doug, when you sum this up, these guys know that there's really not much they can do. And the other problem is the CBA is seven years more. Remember, they signed a 10-year extension the players did with well, the, 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 the other The, the other part to it, though, and you're right, though, is like the, hey, it's not that the Chargers made it so you could trade him. Nobody yeah. wanted him at the contract demands that he wants. Right. They didn't want no, to, they didn't want no. to redo his deal. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Um, and, and by the way, that, that deal and, and again, you're talking about one of the top 3 or 4 backs in the league, incredible versatility. You're talking about 12 to 14 million a season at, at a minimum. And he wasn't going to get that. The guarantees have to stru- be structured that they, you got to guarantee years of salary. And that's been part of the if you look at the three backs, that's been the problem, Doug, is a club might be willing to meet one demand, but they're not going to meet the other. That's the other problem here. And, and since Christian McCaffrey, Doug, one more thing before we move on, yeah. got his historic deal three years ago, sixteen and just over $16 million per season. And then Chubb and Derrick Henry got either 12 or $12.5 million. The deals have gone down. Miles Sanders got the best free agent deal, $6.25 million, Doug. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, like that's the market. Right. It's terrible. It's a terrible market. What, I mean, uh, I feel for these guys. Yes, the yes, one is no, Eckler. Yes, yes, he's, yeah, he's getting robbed. I don't know. Is he? Well, I mean, first of all, by, by production, are you kidding me? By production, he's one of the best backs in the league. But the, the league doesn't look at it that way. They look at, okay, you're running back. You, you're not our quarterback. You're not our pass rusher. You're not our top receiver. The running back by by cap dollars and by the way teams look at it is fifth or sixth in terms of how they want to pay the, the, the pay any position on a team, and unfortunately, production doesn't seem to mean much anymore. Yeah, but but here here's so here's the here's the reality to it. Okay, so um, he's an undrafted free agent. He plays his first couple of years, right? 
and making nothing. So they sign him to a contract extension, right? A four-year contract extension. For worth $24 million and he's going to play that. Okay, but, but that's not the way contracts work. They don't go like, oh, hey, guess what? You're better be- because at the time in which he signed the four-year extension, he was making minimum. And so they give him, you know, a bunch of money up front. What they give him was like uh, $9 million basically up front. Uh, six million signing bonus. I mean, they they fully guarantee his, his second year salary. But yeah, it it, it wasn't. A, it was a fair market that, but deal. Th- that was for, for that was the, the that uh, was the deal where if he wanted to yeah. try and grind him, he probably could have. And then well, he's yeah, played but, he's played really really well. And you, at the end of this contract, point, at the yeah. end of this contract, like if you don't like the contract, you shouldn't have signed the contract. What no, do you but make you made, let's go back to your original point. This is the best. This is the most salient point you made. At the point that he signed it, let's not forget. He was coming off his his three year undirected free agent deal, so they sign him to an extension, a four year extension, which ends at the end of this season. He put up historic numbers, touchdowns. He set all sorts of of I don't want to say records because LT is the best, obviously, but he did some things that no backs have have done in years. But the Chargers felt like, look, this is. He's not a power back who could handle 25 carries per game, 20 carries per game. He's in a 12 or 13 carries per game market. That doesn't equate to them to 12 or 13 or 14 million a year. And I get that. But unfortunately, he's got to live with this. And he's making 625 with uh, 6.25 million with some incentives. But he's, he's just not, he's not on the open market. That's the other part. Had he been in the open market, he certainly would have got more than Miles Sanders would have gotten. He, oh, he, I, he, I, that, that easily I, got more than 10 million a season. That, that, that I agree with. I don't know if he would have got more than ten million. Oh yeah, because of his versatility. And by the way, Miles Sanders had a pretty big injury history. Yeah, except for if if he had he been able to get closer to the the number that he wanted, he would have been traded. Like that's like yeah, but that's the, you, the whole you thing. Said it earlier. No, nobody wanted to redo his deal and pay him. That's just unfortunate. Okay, so you're old. but you're oh, well. telling me on one hand that if he was on the open market, he'd get more than ten million dollars. If yes, if you didn't have to give up anything for him, that's the other thing. No one's going to give up a premium pick for a running back. You got to redo their deal. Twenty eight years old now. If he's on the free agent market where you don't have to give up anything, this is this is. Scott I mean, I mean, like, look, story. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. I know he he's had injury history. He has an off the field thing. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. he's on the market. There's other plenty of other dudes that are on the market. Coming off shoulder surgery, Doug. It's a pretty. I, at, at, by the way, the same age of 28. I I just think I I don't think any of these guys are going to be making. Hey, Saquon Barkley, you know, Saquon Barkley was offered 12 million dollars a year in extension and chose to turn it down. Like, see the guarantees in the second year. That's the problem. And by the way, the, the it was a little bit more than that, but. The guarantees in the second year were a problem. The, the, the clubs, it's really interesting. I've not seen this 20, over 20 years covering this business. I've not seen a position so devalued. It's really, it's sad, but it's it's true, and that's kind of the way we're going here. Uh, okay, let, let's uh, let's get to the rest of the National Football League. Um, uh, okay, well, actually, this this is the running back thing. Himes uh, uh, gets hurt. On a jet ski where somebody else runs their jet ski into his leg? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. What do the Bills do to replace him? Well, first of all, he had been demoted. Remember, they made the trade because they, they had some some issues at running back for, for Hines. They made the trade with the Colts last season. It didn't work. He barely played. In fact, he was basically benched. So they said, hey, if you want to come back, we're going to have to cut your pay. He, he took the reduction. Uh, he was going to be a deep backup for them. James Cook, Dalvin's brother, is their starter. 
Uh, they signed Damian Harris, the former Patriots back, to be the second back. And what surprised me is they actually signed Latavius Murray uh, for me. In fact, I talked to Latavius at the Super Bowl, and he said he definitely wanted to play. Whatever they do, they'll, they'll add one back, but it's not, it, it's not going to be major. There's no reason to make a major move because they love James Cook, Dalvin's brother, and Damian Harris and Latavius Murray. Now, it, now well, the, the one thing I would tell you is if this Dalvin Cook thing goes into August – to mid-August, that's when all bets are off where anything could happen. A, a team could come out of nowhere and do something. Yeah. I, I, I th- and I think that's what he's waiting on, right? He's going uh, he's, to, now he's got to wait and he's got to wait until there's that level of opportunity that, uh, that, that he so desires. Um, okay. W- w- what's, you're going to Giants camp. Yep. Um, what are appropriate expectations for Daniel Jones now that he has the new contract? Well, they've, here's the thing. I felt this all along. Brian Dayball, the head coach who really developed and did a great job with, uh, with Josh Allen, and Mike Kafka is probably going to be head coach. Kafka interviewed for the Cardinals head coaching job. They've done a phenomenal job of developing him. They're not asking him to win it alone. They did add Darren Waller, though I had reported last week uh, for my friends at Pro Football Network that basically – the, the Raiders just got, they came to the realization that he, Waller couldn't stay healthy, but the, they got good value, a late third round pick for a guy who turns 31 this fall. But the Giants really feel he's an X factor. He's a super athletic tight end. Um, they've, they signed Paris Campbell, uh, formerly of the Colts, who stayed relatively healthy last season for the first time. So they feel like they've surrounded him with better talent. They're feeling better about their offensive line. They coach very well at that position. So the, they feel like. Doug, they don't have to ask him to do a ton, and they'll just keep grinding this thing. But the thing is, though, now if Barkley actually doesn't show up early, it's Matt Breida who's really a third third down back, and Eric Gray, who they like, is more of a power back from Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. But it's not good enough, and they know they're going to have to do something. If you know, They did bring in James Robinson, who's now with his fourth team in, in a year and a half. That's not good, and he's had pretty significant injury problems. They're going to have to take a look at this, and they'll do that during training camp. But my sense is, from talking to people close to the situation, they've got a plan, and they want to take a look at Eric Gray. They also have Gary Brightwell, who was a six-runner two years ago. But they do want to take a look at James Robinson, who was an incredible story from the Jaguars. Remember when they, the Jaguars cut they cut Leonard Fournette? He came out of nowhere from Illinois State, and he was phenomenal that rookie season. But the torn Achilles kind of uh, curtailed his career. So they're going to take a look at that, but... They're not their whole field to move the forward here. Their thing is they don't ask him to do a lot. They're not they're not a high percentage pass team, but if they don't have Barkley for the beginning of the season, that is a major issue. No question, a gigantic issue. Um, last thing, and I know you won't get uh, you. Are you going to San Francisco's camp right now? I don't have it in the budget, but I this will. I've been going there since. Gosh, t- uh, 2005. So I'm hoping to. Uh, I'm hoping to get back there. I'm, I'm asking because who do you think is their starting quarterback week one? Well, talking to them, I mean, it, they felt all along Brock Purdy will be ready. They made the decision they were going to stick with him no matter what happened. Uh, Trey Lance and Sam Darnold will fill in until Purdy's ready. The hope is they'll start practicing Purdy uh, mid to late August. Uh, they're, they're not there yet. He took the less invasive elbow surgery. Didn't have the full Tommy John and. They'll just see how he progresses, but they're pretty happy with what he's doing here and, and the, the rehab work. But I'll tell you what, though, and I know they're not saying this, but let's not forget what they gave up for Trey Lance. What if he's lights out here? What if he's so great 
And then you're going to go to Brock Purdy, who's who was the last pick overall last I don't year. Pl- I don't think he can play, dude. I, I I'm just telling. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just talking to you, them. I talking know. to them. I'm just telling you the leadership. Now it's Kyle Shanahan. He is. If they control. if they thought he was that good, Sam uh, Sam Darnold would be on the street. Well, yeah, but but uh, you mean talk about Lance or Purdy? If they thought Lance was that good. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Look, look. They know. I know. But what I'm saying is. And I've learned my lesson with this thing because Purdy was fourth string to start training camp last year, and a whole sure. lot of things had to happen. You don't know, you you never know until you get there in coaching. That's what they'll tell you. If Lance is incredible, I'm I'm going to be interested to see what they, what they say about Purdy. I know privately talking to them, they're like so gaga over Purdy's leadership and how he took over. That's all great, but the guy's never started a full season in the National Football League. That's sure. a fact. Uh, he's the one and only Adam Kaplan set to hit the road for his uh, uh, for his annual training camp tour and we will catch up with him on the road also check out his inside the birds podcast cap thanks so much for joining us thank you fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm signing up and playing is so easy simply sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live in the TyRite.com studios, TyRite.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TyRite.com. It's the way tire buying should be. 
Welcome in. Jay Stu's here. John Ramos is here. Monsi Bolaños here with the updates. Um, one year ago today, I was in uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. And um, um, as some people know, I was coaching something they called the Maccabi Games, uh, the U.S. Men's Open Team. What's that mean? So uh, the games are, it's like the Jewish Olympics right? in Israel. It's every four years, although that one, there was a five-year span between the two. And the reason was COVID obviously moved everything back a year. Now there's three years in between these two to kind of get it back on on schedule. So in two more summers, there'll be a, another games. And they have... a. They have a 16U team, an 18U team, and then they have the open team. The open team can be any age guy. I had one player who was 26 years old, played a little for the Globetrotters. Um, mostly college kids. One was a player transitioning towards college. So um, the competition is kind of mixed in terms of levels. But I would tell you that the France was is all, was the second best team the last two times I coached both times, they won the silver medal and they have professional level players. They're very well organized and they actually, they have a rule and I don't know if they use it. I think they do where they don't have to, they have two players that don't have to be Jewish. Whereas all of our players have to be Jewish. That's, that's the rules. So um, it's a long, it's like a month long process. Right, when we started, we had a couple of days of practice at Keene University in New Jersey, which is, by the way, an incredible campus. It's a D3 program in, in Jersey. It's really cool. It's probably about 15 minutes from Newark. So we practiced there for a couple of days. You fly to Israel. We did, you know, three two-a-days. Then we competed against the under-20 national team, which the under-20 national team same team, just they just won the silver medal, uh, or they just got second in the European Championships at their level. So we actually beat them last time around. And then the U19 team, which now has some of the players advanced, was actually in the tournament that we played in. And um, like Israel's a fun country. Lots of things to do, lots of places to go out. Weather's good. People are pretty good looking, you know, like, and Tel Aviv is a party town. So my rule to the guys was, hey, listen, there's some days we have off and I'm not telling you can't take off and you can't go out, but like the drinking and really going hard, like let's just win and then party like rock stars. So can I tell you what the rock star party was like, Chase, too? Would you like to know? I'd love to know. I need all the aspects of a rock star party. Okay, so these these are all, and the guys will we'll send this to all of them, and they can attest to to it. So we we uh, I don't think we commandeered. I think we rented a bus. Right? So the bus was going to take us. We played the championship game at Malga, which was the old arena for Hopwell Jerusalem. Their new arena is like a it's not an NBA caliber arena. It's like a really nice. College arena with boxes and everything, 
but you don't use that. They have it's the only place they can play ice hockey in the entire country, so you don't use that for basketball, even though you probably should. So we played at their old old arena, and we win. And there's a celebration. And what was cool about it was my daughter, who was competing in the equestrian event, um, out in Tiberius. Right, you're thinking of biblical references with Tiberius, right? Um, which is in the northern part of the country. She was, her competition was done. So her and her friends, they're at the game and she got to be on the court and she had won a silver medal and we win the gold medal and it's on, on national TV and you could have picked it up as well. So we win, we celebrate, we take pictures and then everybody's like, now we go and club it. So we have the bus. The women's team also came with us on the bus as they won. And, you know, now, now the bus is full. Um, and the way I did it was I assigned, I had one assistant coach, Sky Etten, who just, he went, he was at Princeton last year. Now he just took a job at UC Santa Barbara. Not a hard sale, right? Do you want to live in Santa Barbara? Yes. So anyway, Sky was in charge of, uh, about four players. And then our head trainer, Summer Rumstead, she's in, she's in charge of about four, five players. And everyone was in charge of looking after my daughter. Like, Hey dude. She can come with us to the club. She's 16 years old at the time. But if she can dance on the dance floor, there's no dudes coming up and dancing with her. Like, she can dance with the girls, and that's it. So everybody's assigned there. We all had the breakdown. You make sure you know where your player is. So it limits how much we can drink because we got to keep our eyes on the prize. Every The rule is everybody's got to get home safely, right? You only have a bad trip if something goes wrong there or if you lose a game. Well, we didn't lose a game. So we didn't want it then to go. So we go, we roll into a club in Tel Aviv where he previously called ahead. And we had to lay down what amounted to, I believe, seven grand for like, it wasn't like unlimited bottle service, but it's like bottle service, spot at the club, security, everything. So we come in and there's this huge mass of people outside of it trying to get into this club. And my daughter's 16. I think you were supposed to be 18. I'm not really sure if there was really an age limit or they're just checking IDs. But we did the old one woman showed her ID. Then everybody was talking, passed it back. And my daughter had the ID, right? So she doesn't have a fake ID. We go in and immediately we have to get uh, shots and Dom Perignon for all the guys. So shots, Dom Perignon, and then the dance floor, we're like on this little VIP area and you can look down at the dance floor. And generally good time was had by all. And then we had like a, I think it was a four o'clock or maybe five o'clock was our high, hard out. Like we're out of here. So I'm, my daughter got to hang with us for a little bit. And then uh, she had like an older kind of chaperone. It was like 22 put them in the, it's not Uber, it's called a get taxi there. Put them in the get. She got back to the, her hotel, texted me, I'm good. And that, and then we moved on. So at four o'clock, we decide, all right, we got to leave the club. We had to walk down the street to the bus. We're staying in Jerusalem, which is an hour away or 15 minutes away or whatever. 4 a.m. in Jerusalem, no, 4 a.m. in Tel Aviv, what do you think's open to get something to eat? No, not Taco Bell. Closest thing, McDonald's. Go and get some McDonald's. We all get on the bus with our McDonald's. And we realize we're missing Lior. 
Lior is Lior Berman. He plays for Auburn, and he had a great tournament. Nobody can find Lior. So Lior, and we had been monitoring him, had had a little bit to drink. He's of age, and then and you didn't have to be of age there, but he'd had maybe a lot to drink there. And suddenly, Leo, where's Lior? And in Hebrew, you say, Afo Lior, where is Lior? So we get like 10 dudes on those, uh, you know, the rental scooters, the electric scooters you can get. And they're all around this little area in Tel Aviv yelling for Lior. Guys, they got, they got McDonald's in one hand, the scooter going around looking for Lior. For like 45 minutes, we're looking for this dude. He's not, we're on a group WhatsApp message. Nothing. No Lior. So we so at some point I go like one of the, the assistant coach had to stay behind and look for Lior. Everybody else, I gotta get everybody else back to the hotel. So everybody else, there's probably like 35 in our traveling party. We get on the bus, we go back to the hotel, and um there's pictures, it's there's kind of hangover type pictures where people have stamps on their forehead and you know, some of the dudes made out with a woman, there's one girl that made out with several of the guys. It was good, generally good time, nothing like debauchery, whatever. Good time was had by all. But we don't know where the hell Lior is. Well, when we had landed, the first week we're there, we're in one hotel. Then we moved to Jerusalem to a different hotel. So Lior, because he probably had a little bit to drink and he got in a taxi and went to our old hotel and was like knocking on the door and didn't know why no one would open his old hotel door, but we were in a different hotel. Anyway, we roll into Jerusalem and at about 6 a.m. as the sun is coming up over the hills of Jerusalem, we got the I'm alive, I'm fine text, Whew, all the pressure off. And that was our, that was our rock star party night. You know, one of the guys end up going up to the DJ booth and became the DJ a lot of 90s and early 2000s hip-hop was being played. There was these glow-in-the-bark do- bottles of Dom Perignon. I got a picture of it. Pretty cool. Anyway, and it's honestly probably the only night in my life I can ever say that I was clubbing. But I was clubbing. That's my night. What do you think, Jay? I think uh, I, losing uh, a human being is a great <laughs> part of a party story <laughs> and wasn't uh, it was a lot like it was like where the hell is leo i'm like i'm thinking all the worst things and then the, the worst part is i mean best part or worst part so his parents were on the trip but his parents came and he was staying in israel because auburn was coming out to play so he was actually going to stay with like his grandpa who lived there and they're like and i'm just thinking to myself like how do i explain to the grandpa the next day when he comes to the hotel to get his grandson like where's leo like i don't know I don't know. So I had about I had about two hours of, of pure panic, not knowing where this kid was. Do you think the writers of The Hangover are thinking of part four now? That could be a part four, right? Oh, yeah. This is definitely a, this is a good one. Right. This is a good one. This is a good one. What do you and, think the French team was doing? The second place team? Were they also partying they were, someplace? They, yeah, they, they okay. fr- French, they, they handle it way different than we handle it. <laughs> they didn't wait until the, the tournament was over, right? Like I'm sure the night before, or the day before they prepped, but th- those guys, they're all they, they were grown men. Like we had college kids, they had professional, about like six like pro A level professional basketball players. So and they did a good job, but yeah, they last time we won when they partied like rock stars. I flew home. You guys know the story. I flew home and did cowherd right off the plane. 
like literally landed at like 5 a.m., did cowherd at 9 a.m. at the, on the Fox slot. The real thing. Um, whereas this one, I I stayed and probably like rock stars. But last time they saw the all the teams out. You know, they're grown men. They go out, they have a good time. But that was one year ago. I got to travel some more. Chase, do you travel anywhere this summer? <laughs> uh, no. I'm, I'm the most I'm traveling. I think this summer is. I've booked a uh, a birthday trip for Christina. It's in a month, and we're gonna drive up oh, to I, you Yosemite. You told me the story. This is great. Go ahead. We're gonna drive up to Yosemite. Yes. So that that's not necessarily a, a trip I'm traveling to, but I'm driving to Yosemite. Um, and for her birthday, we're gonna climb. We're gonna peak um, Half Dome, and. At the top of Half Dome, this is why we're going to do it. I need to survive it, first of all. And then I need, I need to get up it. And then we're going to take a picture. And then we're going to say, hashtag, this is 50. Mm-hmm. And then everything will be worth it. So we're going to have a tour guide take us up there. I need to get in shape. I need to drop like 20 pounds in the next Jeez. four weeks. You're going to start taking a Zempic? Oh. Yeah. See, that's the thing. You, <laughs> I need to lose weight, but I can't get weak. So the first thing that goes <laughs> is Does your Zempic muscle. Does make you weak? Well, I don't know. I, I just need well, to be strong. Is that the thing that all the Hollywood people are taking? Yes. To... Go, go ahead, Monty. Yes. Yeah. So you're getting weaker. I don't think it's about you need to eat less. You need to eat better. Absolutely, yes. Eat, eating the right things. That's all, that's all of us. <laughs> what's, your, what's your biggest... Like what's what's what what gets you needy? Well, I know, yeah, right. Who couldn't have pizza every single day? And when you have little, when you have little kids, like they literally have pizza every single day. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Ramos, what's what's the one thing you can't say no to? Uh, sweets, which yeah. is probably bad. What kind of sweets? <clears throat> uh, chocolate. Chocolate, milk, yeah. white, dark. Uh. Regular milk chocolate, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jay Stu, what's your what's your weakness? Yeah, chalk. What's mine too? You know, um, my uh, like my daughter Harper. She that's the one who's with me in Israel. So we switched cars a bunch last week, and like I get in my car and I got like cookies in there and sweets in there. It's like my God, what are you doing to me? Anyway, um, we my weakness. I have a lot of weaknesses and eat. I eat generally pretty well. You know, obviously, if you're around pizza, like you guys go to, if you go to Blaze Pizza, like, yeah. what are you going to do? Like, yep. how am I going to, how am I going to say no to that? There's no way. Uh, but for the most part, I'm pretty good. Uh, and sugar, especially in coffee, like I put, I, I try limited sugar and coffee. Those are my two. But if somebody has sour belts, I can't stop. I can't stop. I have zero. I cannot stop. I can't, can't stop. All right. So, Jay Stu, that's where we all need to team up. And limit what Jay Stu's eating and make sure that he's drinking lots of water. You please know, do. Yeah, so that do. they can do 50 at 50 at half dome. I want to uh, survive to come uh, back on Monday to tell you the story. Okay. Um, the, la- the most challenging part of the half dome peak is you have to climb these, these uh, chains pretty much vertically the entire way. And it's all upper body strength and people have let go of those chains. There has been deaths on this thing. So... Um, that's the one part. That's after you've hiked eight you, you, miles wait, wait, uphill. You climb the change, but you don't have any anything holding no, there, in place. No, no, there's nothing like that. That's, that's I the, don't believe that. Why would you? I don't really. 
to to say I did it. Yeah, but he also he does bungee jumping and stuff. Yeah, he I, clearly wants to die. Jeez. But he wants to die in some spectacular oh, fashion. Like he wants he wants the death story to be a really good one. Right? Nobody wants That would be pretty cool. Right? Nobody wants to like the flesh eating flesh eating bacteria. That doesn't sound like that sounds really painful. But it's like, oh, did you hear how he died? No. Uh, he was hiking Half Dome for his girlfriend on her 50th birthday. She and, doesn't she doesn't know about this, right? And and he got what? She's done it. Yeah, oh, she's, she's already she's done, done it. She yeah, told me yeah, about yeah. it. So do something else. <laughs> no, you don't I mean, have to like, get involved he wants in this. Like, like, oh, did you guys see that bungee jumping deal where the guy wasn't like latched in and he went and flew out? That was Jason Stewart. You mean Jay Stu from the You mean Jay Stu from the Rome show? Yeah. That's how he went. Like, huh, it's a memorable way to go. Oh man. I think that's part of what's behind this thing. Like he doesn't really want to die, but if he dies, at least it's in spectacular fashion. Fair, Jay? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.